Welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. This is your home for progressive, thought-provoking real talk in the chiropractic profession. Featuring the legends, the innovators, and the thought leaders that move our profession forward. And now your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. You can learn more about the FTCA at forwardthinkingchiro.com. We definitely want to highlight uh, two of our partners, two organizations that we really, really respect and cherish in our profession. Uh, And we love them so much, and that is the Carl Research Fellows. It's the Chiropractic Academy of Research Leadership. They produce the chiropractic researchers of the future, and they're doing an excellent job doing so. And of course, World Spine Care, uh, which has a mission of delivering musculoskeletal care around the world, particularly to underserved areas. You know, there's a lot of organizations like that. Uh, World Spine Care is really deep in their mission, uh, and people who volunteer for them and work for them, it's not like the, uh, uh, what do they call those? The the humanitarian tourism, like if you're in World Spine Care, you're actually doing the good work of delivering high quality musculoskeletal care throughout the world. And you can check out World Spine Care. I'm sure uh, you can Google them. Their website's probably worldspinecare.org. Don't quote me on that one. And they sure could use your help, whether it's your body, your time, or your money. So check them out. We are going to try to help them out in the FTCA. It's still in development. It's a, it's a virtual summit. For World Spine Care, it's going to be a fundraiser where all proceeds go to World Spine Care. It's still in the works, so stay tuned for that. It's a little more challenging to organize since we are getting uh, top-notch presenters from basically around the globe, and organizing a global-level summit is is uh, challenging. But it should be really good when it's finally finished out. So stay tuned for that. Our other our sponsors uh, that make this all happen for you in the FTCA are Jane. Um, the Jane app, the smart chiropractor, China Gel is our legacy number one top sponsor of all time. They have uh, bled their, they bled their own blood and sweat their own tears or whatever you want to call it for the FTCA. So we really appreciate them. T-Tool, chiroup.com is amazing. Drop releases. They're all amazing. Chiropractic Success Academy, Gestalt Education, top notch. Hyperice, top notch. Inreach Health and Conquer Cleaner. So weird to have a cleaner, like a, a table cleaner as a sponsor. But when you see the quality, because that's the one thing that all these sponsors have in common is the level of quality they deliver. Uh, Conquer Cleaner, it cannot be rivaled in, in relation to quality uh, for cleaners for your office. So check them out. Uh, and that does it for our sponsors. In related news, as I always call it, house cleaning, there is a virtual summit that you can attend. You can register right now for the Forward 2022 virtual summit. It's all about creating breakthroughs in your practice and your life. You can go to forwardthinkingchiro.com and there's links there to register for the summit. It's free to register. So if you want to watch the presentations that weekend, just like any other uh, conference or summit, you can show up. And when the speaker speaks, you get to watch it. When the speaker goes off the stage, you no longer see what the speaker was talking about. If you want to keep the presentations, view them at a later date. 
get bonuses from the speakers, like bonus PDFs, bonus videos, bonus courses. Gestalt Education, for example, has a whole bonus course that's worth 150 bucks. Uh, all you got to do is upgrade. There's six CE credits for people who upgrade, who uh, have online CE eligibility in Pace States and Georgia and Missouri and Oregon. Uh, so there's six CE credits available for that. Uh, so once again, register at forwardthinkingcairo.com. And uh, hopefully we will virtually see you there at the virtual summit. Speaking of the virtual summit, it's all, it's like a long chain. Our guest today, Dr. Mai Tai Ta is a presenter at this virtual summit. And uh, we are going to talk about the FTCA. We're going to talk about the virtual summit itself. We're going to talk specifically about her topic that she's talking about at this virtual summit, which is imposter syndrome. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually, you know, I feel extremely honored to have, um, had our team kind of almost volunteer me that I was going to be presenting this year. Um, but it really, really is such an important topic that as I've been involved in leadership, um, both within the FTCA and the ACA, it's honestly kind of rampant. And especially with our new grads, I just thought, you know, if this is something that it's affecting me, it's got to be affecting other people. And the more and more I looked into it, I was like, this is going to be a perfect opportunity to connect with doctors that are just kind of missing this sort of certainty that, and I know we talk about certainty a lot, but man, it really does make a difference when it comes to clinic performance. When we identify this imposter syndrome in more more, more with clarity, more with strategy. And it was the one thing that kind of boosted up my practice uh, practice and leadership, honestly. Let me, I want to, I want to truncate it. So let me put it this way and you can agree with me or disagree with me. Um, if you have not felt imposter syndrome in your career, I say you're probably doing it wrong. Yeah. I a thousand percent agree. It, it's there's a level of gray area and uncertainty that you need to face to grow. And that is so very normal. But, you know, Bobby, we have seen this in our Facebook group all of the time where we recently created an anonymous posting feature within the FTCA Facebook group. And the amount of questions that we get that I'm like, no, like live in that uncertainty, live in that un uncomfortability. You will not grow if you are not able to own the accountability of being like, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I might be wrong here or I need help. And that is such a limiting factor, a big part of imposter syndrome that we're hoping that, you know, when we talk about this at, at forward, that people will understand that's not necessarily a bad thing that it's absolutely a growing tool it's a it's a absolute professional development sort of thing we have a we have a cult we have an issue in the culture of chiropractic it's it's like this it, it i don't know if it's an ego thing i i don't know what i don't i haven't been able to put my finger on why it's a cultural issue but it is it's this sort of like never let them see you sweat type of culture like you can never admit weakness defeat 
challenge, losses, failures. And it's not solely our profession. You know what I mean? It's like, it's professionals do that. Yeah, absolutely. But it's really, really bad with chiropractors. It, it, it's so bad. It hurts more chiropractors than it hurts them more than they understand because a huge part of advancing and succeeding in business or in life in general is to get kicked in the teeth and respond somehow. Like it's more about how you respond and getting back up than it is the getting kicked in the teeth. And most of the chiropractors run around pretending they're not kicked in the teeth. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. It, it was wild because when I was a student, that's all you saw were the people who were killing it in practice. Those are the people that wanted to come back. They're the ones that whether they were killing it or not, that's what they're saying. They're telling yeah. you that I am crushing it. I'm on my, you know, second Mercedes Benz. I got my third clinic or whatever the case may be. And it was actually the FTCA where I really got this first sense of reality, like a real true dose of reality. Like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I, it's not just me. I, I'm not the only one that doesn't know what the hell I'm doing. And that was the breath of fresh air for me that really, really changed the game and why I stayed involved in the FTCA. Because I'm telling you, you know, I, I encourage more doctors, more evidence-based, more, you know, of our, our group, our tribe to go back and talk to students because the people that are doing it are absolutely wacky. And, you know, the students want it so that, and they don't have this great clarity on filtering appropriately because they're like, this guy is coming in and telling me, you know, that he is a multimillionaire of a chiropractor. It's like, yeah, I want to listen to him. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, we're doing unethical treatment plans. Oh, we're doing, you know, your free mugs, free dinners, all these sorts of things that kind of diminish who we are as a professional. And that that's what they're exposed to. And yeah, that, that mug wasn't guy, free, man. That mug the, wasn't the, free. That guy got, true. he got a free mug after 900 visits. He got his right. 900 visit mug. I don't think that was free. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's actually like a $10,000 mug after all yeah. said and done. You know, that's, yeah. it's one of the reasons the FTCA exists is, uh, you know, when I, when I, when I, when I sort of pushed the button and said, create group, and created the FTCA, one of the reasons was there were already other Facebook groups for chiropractors, but it was all full of just uh, bullshitters, right? And they're all yeah. bullshitting you, and, and, mo- and many of them were just bullshitting you to buy their program. And uh, there, was no, there was no real, there was no place where people were just going to lay it out on the line in a real fashion or allow it. And... So when we did that, I mean, there's con- the FTCA's got no shortage of um, criticisms, right? Right. Because right, right. because whatever happens in there happens, it, whatever you say, goes. So you do get the benefit of a real open conversation a lot of times, but then you also get the drawback or the blowback of open conversations, <laughs> where people might be uh, oversharing. I guess you would say. Oh yeah. Or yeah. over complaining or over, but that, but I always said, we got to keep it that way because that's the reality you have to take. There is no such thing as light without darkness. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it, and it's the perfect space to have, and you know, that's what kills me all the time about people who criticize the FTCA, because I think it replicates this environment of which you are sitting. It's like one of my favorite parts about going to conferences. You're sitting with some friends, some colleagues, having a couple of drinks, and you are just venting you are just you know picking each other's brains it's just this organic thing that's happening and for us to be able to replicate that on a virtual platform I think people miss that because yeah you're right like we get the good with the bad but I mean in every conversation you're gonna have the good with the bad at these conferences at these you know Cairo socials meetups things like that and I mean for any sort of connection here as from a professional standpoint, I'll take, I'll take both. Absolutely. Yeah. Both are happening in the same bar at the same time. There are a bunch of people at the bar all bragging about their numbers made up or not. How many patients you see a week? How many patients you see a week? Right. How many right. Patients you get, you know, and they, it's, it's like, they're like fishing stories. The numbers always get bigger. And then <laughs> yeah. at the other side of the bar, there are people like sort of in more hushed tones, like, Hey, uh, so Hey doc, how did like, how do you actually do that? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Do you, that's legit what you're doing there? Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Well, how do I, you know, there's those conversations. And we just sort of have gravitated within the FTCA towards the more hushed toned conversations. Absolutely. Which can be good or bad. So, you know, you take it, you take it with what, what, what it is. Um, now, when we talk about imposter syndrome, we have to put a caveat on it that does make it a little bit more unique to chiropractic as a profession, because there is the outside world. There's part the part of the outside world that isn't really a huge fan of chiropractic in a way that it would like to sort of keep it in its place. Right. You know, it's like a, I mean, sometimes at some level you can call it like a soft bigotry of chiropractic, mm-hmm. maybe sometimes not so soft. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and absolutely. That, like, I, I can take for example. There, I remember that there was a a chiropractor that ran for Congress, or maybe it was like a state senator type uh, or state Congress type position. And his opponent really hammered down that he was a chiropractor. You know, like all of his all of his ads were like of a rubber ducky. It was like, do you want to vote for this quack type of thing? And it's like there's an outside world that also limits us and that we don't want to really step up and really have a big voice sometimes because we're concerned about what the outs all this is external concern yeah i mean not all of it some people are actually don't have the self-confidence you know they beat themselves up but there's a huge component of it that is outside concern yeah i i have definitely seen that not just from you know, I get to work in a hospital-based setting, so I get to see it in an integrative sort of environment, but it's also the pop culture sort of feel to it. Uh, You know, how you were talking about that congressman who was, or or the campaign of the chiropractor, and every time you see chiropractor in anything, it's amazing how many people are like, oh, a chiropractor, right? Or like, I remember there was this big old Netflix series uh, like a couple of years ago and they're like, oh my gosh, the main guy was a chiropractor. And you're like, so that 
special? Are we that special? Uh-huh. I mean, so yeah, I feel like a lot of times that we have this, you know, weird sort of sensitivity to what chiropractic and mainstream media and and in modern society looks like. And then it costs cast this sort of bystander effect, this you know, quote unquote, imposter syndrome, that we're not willing to be very proud of what we are and who we are and what we do. And then it just kind of continues to be this thing where the people that are, you know, I, I always say this thing, you know, confidence does not equal competence, but here we are and we're on TikTok and we're on Instagram reels and the most represented population of chiropractic on those platforms are for the majority of it is, you know, maybe not the best, uh, the, not the best lens Look, of which we want chiropractic to be. So it's I'm not, like, uh, it's not your job. And, and you've got professional responsibilities where you've got to save face in what you say. I don't. Right. A lot, a lot of those people, um, they're more interested. They're in the like economy. Right. So it, they're not representing they get the looks, they get the face, they get the likes, the looks, the attention, but they don't represent us. And that's painful for a lot of people. So that there it's a really, it's a really shitty look for everybody. Um, But their part, everyone has to understand the general public will never understand, Uh but we all have to understand that they are, they're participating in a like, they will do whatever it takes to get the follower, the subscription, the like, yeah, and whatever ad revenue that comes from that, and passively whatever patients might come from that, right. they will do whatever right. it takes. That's never, I mean, the medium TikTok, Facebook, what that's that's just the medium that's never changed throughout this profession. So when cable TV was a thing, they were doing that kind of stuff. <clears throat> I know a guy in my hometown that he would rent a Ferrari and he would get the. Uh, sorry, they clear my throat. <clears> throat> He would get the uh, hot rod models in their in their bikinis, and he would get the Ferrari or the hot rod or whatever with the bikini models, and pl- throw a chiropractic ad on it. And yeah. that was like in the '80s or whatever. And in the 2000s, I asked him about. It. He's like, "Man, we used to kill it." But he didn't. He never looked back on it with regret. Like, "Oh, that mm-hmm. was ethically not the best." And you can imagine that when print was the most dominant, there were dudes in print that were doing the same thing. So they're always going to show up. They don't have any imposter syndrome. (laughs) Right. It's wild. It's wild. Like that there is something to be said about that for sure is they really truly do not have that imposter syndrome. What we want in the FTCA is people who have a good message to deliver. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, entertaining, professional, uh, you know, grab some eyes, get the likes, get the subscribes, but we want to empower people to deliver a really good message, a, a message that looks good on the eyes Mm -hmm. that might, that yes, go for yours, get yours, but don't, don't, don't leave the team back on the bus as you go off and do your thing. Like don't, don't drop everybody else to pursue your own personal victories. Yeah, that's, that's it right there. I, I mean, and, and it's being able to feel confident enough to articulate what you're doing and, and the, 
I mean, they're proud of what they're doing. That's for sure. And we should be proud of what we do. You know, we talk about in our inner circles, how, you know, oh, I'm glad you're a chiropractor that is ethical or that you did right by the patient or you did this. And it's amazing to me, the amount of chiropractors out there, even in our group that don't feel confident enough to be like, yeah, let me shout this from the, the mountaintops because we're like, oh no, that's, that's what they deserve. And it's like, yes, it is what they deserve. But at the same time, not enough people know about it. And, and that is the big thing is that we don't feel entitled to have to promote what we do because it's what we should be doing. But at the same time, the public doesn't understand that concept because everything that they're getting is like a fire hydrant of overly sexualized chiropractic videos or yeah. you know like the really AMSR really popping cracking yeah 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 which is like such a minimalist lens on what we do i mean it's crazy and and so that that is such a big that really does have an impact impactful way of changing public perception we just got to get our chiropractors to be on board with doing it let you me know? um let me try to put an analogy to it to to kind of clarify for people this thought because it's a good one it's a very important one uh because this revolves around not just imposter syndrome but promoting yourself in a classy way and doing that through story because the really the best way to communicate your message is through story not overt promote self-promotion people can smell that from a mile away but they'll listen to a great story so the analogy i want to use here is helping an elderly person across the street so you help an elderly person across the street and in your mind or the chiropractor's mind with their ethical treatment they say you know someone walks up and says wow you helped that elderly person across the street that was really nice and you go yeah that's what we're supposed to do and you go about your day that's one way to do it. One way to not do it would be maybe to then throw up like a series of TikTok ads, maybe throw in a couple dances about how awesome you are because you helped an elderly person across the street. That's probably not the way to go about it. But if you could include that in story, not self-aggrandizing, maybe uh, a story about how we as a society need to help more elderly people across the street or the experience you had with the elderly person as you cross street, what it meant to you, or highlighting the importance of helping the elderly because they because of the struggles that they go through. All those ways are ways of telling a story, also promoting your your mission, your deeds, your attitudes, what you believe in, without over promoting, and doing it ethically and for the right reasons. Yeah. Similar with chiropractic care. Like you give good chiropractic, ethical chiropractic care. One of your peers like, man, you do a really good job with it. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to do. Okay. Chief, slow down, slow down. I'm not saying go on TikTok and start doing head spins and moonwalks. And I'm saying maybe you should tell a story about what it feels like to deliver ethical chiropractic care. Maybe you get a patient and you ask them what, what experience they had with your care. Maybe you discuss the importance of why this stuff matters and why it should matter to the average casual listener. I think yeah. that that's powerful. It's not going to be as powerful as 
throwing an Instagram model in yoga pants and miking up the table so you can get the cracking sounds on her butt crack. Mm -hmm. But not everyone, most of us aren't wired that way. We're, we just don't want to do that. No, I, I completely agree. And there's something, I mean, think about how you want to consume uh, a product from a marketing standpoint, right? Are, are the stuff that is flashy, the stuff that is on infomercials, the stuff that is just so aggressively in your face as a consumer, you don't want that. I don't want that. I already know that either it's cheap, it's, you know, poor quality, whatever the thing is, you know, it's such a red flag and it's the organic marketing standpoint of just being like, all right, this is what it is. This is the reality of what I'm doing. And this is a more genuine organic approach that is going to, you know, be a lot more receptive to the consumer, whatever your target audience may be. And I think you just nailed the nailed it on the head, Bobby, is it's just you're able to package what you're doing great in a way that serves the public. It doesn't serve you, it serves the public. And that's the difference maker when it comes to, you know, getting your message out there. We are on a tangent here, but it's a hot tangent lately. And yeah, I mean, me, we I really bring, went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I will bring it back to imposter syndrome for everyone interested in that topic. But it, this is such a hot topic lately that we do have to kind of round it out. Um, I am going to push back with on you for a, a little bit here. Push back on you. Is that it? push back on what you said here a little bit. I think sex absolutely does sell, but I think, I think it should sell sexy things. Now, as somebody who has worked around the a board of chiropractic environment, I'm just under the personal belief that there are no sexy things in chiropractic. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a sexy thing. And we, we can also admit, you know, that people who are generally uh, chiropractors who are generally like good looking fitter uh represent the ideas of health and vitality and they tend to be a little bit more successful or at least have a little bit of an upper hand on people who don't mm -hmm. and i know this like early on in my career i could probably be a little bit more dashing than i am now i basically look like a thumb with legs these days but i know that the the it's a little bit easier when you look better and most people don't want to talk about that, but it's a it's an overt truth because uh, it, it drives how people make decisions. Now, um, oh man, what was his name? Scott Galloway. Scott Galloway is a business professor, and he wrote this book called The Four. And I, The Four is a great book, but it's a tech book. So he's explaining the four big tech companies: Facebook, Google, Amazon, and Apple, and he breaks them down into four body, four basic body regions, like the head. The Google's kind of like a brain, the Google brain. You, you access it for information, you access it to answer questions for you, and you reference it whenever you need to make some decisions. And then Facebook is like the heart, Facebook uh, meta in general, because Instagram is owned by Facebook as well, where you go to get affection, uh, seek acceptance from others, uh, and and fulfills emotional things through the heart. Uh, uh, Amazon is like the 
the torso, the guts, the bowels. It's where you consume things, right? It's the main mm -hmm. way you consume things. So it makes complete sense. And then apple is like the next body region down, if you know what I mean. Right. You know what I'm yeah. yeah. Because apple's like a status symbol. And apple, like, it is one way to socially signal that you're hip, you're with it, you're whatever, dateable, mateable, whatever it is. The, the Apple status symbol carries that idea, just like a Ferrari would or anything else uh, in the tech world. And, and Galloway will go on and say, like, Samsung makes a better phone. You're not buying an iPhone because it's the best phone. You're buying it because it's an iPhone. And so in certain circumstances, the, the uh, attraction concept or sex cells or whatever is true and it's always going to be true but like you said the quality is going to be suspect in the chiropractic world right right like I, I can't imagine a, a female doctor selling sexuality to get patients and not collecting some percentage of patients that are just a bunch of butt grabbers right like, or right. comment comment makers and if that isn't enough issue enough for female chiropractors uh, why, you know, it just seems like to me that would exacerbate that problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. the, du the dudes, you don't want to be in that situation. Like, there's nothing worse that can happen to you, once again, from a board perspective, than getting into some sort of uh, uh, relationship mispropriety with patients. But they don't mind it. Like, I know plenty of chiropractors that will flirt with that line, literally use the, the word flirt here. They will flirt with that line of impropriety as closely and possibly as they can. Um, and, you know, you just look at them like it's going to, that snake's going to bite you someday. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how am I going to tie that back into imposter syndrome? I have no freaking clue, but I'm going to try. Those folks, like imposter syndrome is a healthy line in the sand if you use it to your advantage those types of folks that don't have any imposter syndrome that are just going for the gold they could use a little just to keep them in check mm -hmm. there are the other people on the other side of the land line in the sand i think the line's a little too deep for them and they could use a lot less and I'll tell you my own personal story. One of my own personal, I mean, if you've been around long enough, you gain multiple imposter syndrome stories from youth athletics all the way up. I think one of the more recent ones for me is when the World Federation of Chiropractic invited me to speak at their annual conference in Berlin, right? Mm -hmm. There is a dude that started a Facebook group, right? And no fear. I was like, yes. As soon as they asked, yes, I'll go there. I'll, I'll do it. While, while then later on being like, oh, crap, there is no, I have you know, Jan Hartvigsen speaking, Greg Kawchuk speaking. Um, I try to remember some of the other researchers that were speaking. And it's, I have no business and, and political leaders of the profession speaking. And Dr. Michelle Myers is speaking and I have no business on that. Not, that's not imposter syndrome. I literally have no business on that stage. 
but you go anyways. Yeah. Yeah. You go anyways. And when I went, it's true. I'd have no business on that stage, but I went and, you know, uh, I think I did. Okay. I think whatever, you know, it's a presentation. People will either remember like they, they'll only remember the presentation if your pants fall off or something like other than that, you were on the stage. <laughs> But it was what happened in the audience. Like I'm meeting people from Greece and the Netherlands and the UK and Germany and all these people are coming up and saying, this thing that you did, the FTCA, we all love it. We might not be able to comment because of our political, we can't like look like we're choosing sides, which I think is ridiculous, but that's not part of this conversation. Um, we support you. We just want to tell you how integral or important this thing is for the profession even if it's just like a facebook group or whatever keep going keep doing what you're doing this is amazing and you're like oh no don't don't get a big old head and start making a tiktok video about it but oh what i'm doing matters maybe mm -hmm. i do deserve to be at least here amongst these people yeah yeah and you don't know unless you you don't know unless you go you don't know unless you try Absolutely. What do you got? You got a personal imposter syndrome story? Oh, man. Where do I even start? You can't use the I, same one you're going to use in the talk because that yeah. would be giving away the show. We want the people to register at forwardthinkingcairo.com. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So a, a little bit of background. I have been involved in some sort of leadership position since, I want to say, maybe... 2017 within the FTCA and then within the ACA. And so it's kind of crazy to think, you know, I always joke about this with Bobby, but gosh, the person I was when he first met me in 2017, the person I am now is just two aggressively different people. And yeah. um, a lot of times I think there is a healthy, there is some, it's like you're, it's like that internal fight or flight, but when it comes to opportunities that you face or to, you know, how you perform or how you do what you do, that's imposter syndrome. It's like, and then in a healthy dosage, just as you were saying, Bobby, it's good because it kind of makes you double check all of the foundation that you've done to be like, am I ready for this? Am I prepared for this? Did I do the work I should have done? That little tiny sense of doubt is not the worst thing. But the problem that comes into play is when that imposter syndrome overflows the cup and tells you you can't do something when you do have the means to do what you're, you, you've done the work, you have that foundation and you miss out on our opportunities. And I believe one of the biggest opportunities that I missed out on that I still stand by to this day is, you know, I, there was a lot of times when I told myself that to wait my turn. So it's what a lot of people told me in my life, wait your turn, you know, your time will come, you know, the people who came before you, whether they were competent or qualified for it, that, that, that was beside the point. I was to wait my turn. And my imposter syndrome said, you know, even though I did X, Y, Z, and even though that I've accomplished this, and even though that I know that I could do this well, I didn't. 
And it happened to me as a student. I won't go into too many specifics because there is, there is a chain reaction of these things that I was like, okay, wait my turn, wait my turn, wait my turn. And I, I just watched things either fold or I watched things um, kind of go to disaster because I was too in my own head to do what I was supposed to do. And it was really, really coming around and realizing what that was that I was like, I need to just stop. You know, Bobby, if you remember, I think I was in your inbox about, I don't know, a dozen times being like, hey, you want to come to Cleveland and throw this crazy conference? I will help you set it up. This is the craziest idea. You have no idea who I am. I'm a student at that. Let's do it and see what happens. And it was like the greatest decision I ever made in my life to just be persistent about that. Yeah. It was, it really, really was. And um, it, it, I think that as, even if you're not looking to be a leader in the profession, and even you think about private practice or your job or whatever the case may be, it is amazing how this can truly be so detrimental to your growth. Your patients will see it. Your other fellow colleagues will see it. They'll, they'll see it eat you up and they won't give you the grace to say, oh, that's imposter syndrome. They'll just think you're not ready. And yeah. I, I really want the presentation that I'm doing is to really, really illuminate like, yeah, that's what that is. That doesn't mean that's going to limit what you can do, limit what your practice could be. It's just this healthy little thing that you should have, because we're not those crazy TikTokers with unbelievable, unnatural, confident and all confidence in all the wrong ways. But it's just this little thing that helps you stay prepared, helps you stay grounded in your foundation and helps you grow. And that's, that's really where we're going to take this presentation and how that's going to transcend into whether you want to be that big leader in the ACA or the FTCA, or you want to just have this killer practice that's just thriving and your patients are really, really going to buy in. Well, buy in is like, you know, has some negative connotations, but truly you want to have that trust within your patients and still that trust with your patients to do, to take care of them and new docs especially that are listening i mean we don't get taught that at all no we don't have the communicative skills to do that and we walk in without the clinical knowledge or the clinical foundations to get the applications of it that we need so we already have this little uncertainty and then on top of that you add this imposter syndrome and then on top of that you add that you're not really great at communicating what you're doing how you're doing it and why you're doing it and then you wonder why you just can't get the traction that you need to grow and practice well uh, being being a doctor is a leadership position yeah. Yep. Um, and I think that's where the imposter syndrome comes in a lot. But you can be very confident in um, the clinical stuff. The clinical stuff's in a book, or you can go through the alphabet soup and get all your certifications. That stuff's there. But if the if you don't cover that in a creamy, sweet frosting of leadership, no one's going to eat it. Absolutely. And so when when it comes time to become a leader, that's where we see most people falter. 
and leadership is guidance, direction, like taking the patient on this journey, not just sort of like, I hope you like me enough that you'll come to your treatment that I recommended. It's more like guiding them and leading them and directing them for why they need to do it. It's about saying things that need to be said sometimes when they need to be yeah. said yeah. instead of avoiding tough conversations. Um, the call to leadership, which that's, it's not everybody's thing. Not, not everyone is Dr. Ta, right? Just leader, <laughs> just leader to the bone. It's that because this line, the sand is so deep, I'm not a leader. I'm, I'm, I just want people to accept me. And like leadership is different because you have to be willing to do what you need to do, regardless of whether people accept you or not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You got to say things regardless of whether they're going to like you or not. And, uh, and a lot of times they won't like you, but later on they'll come back and be like, but I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that is one of the bigger crutches in our profession when it comes to posture. It's not always like someone offered you a leadership position or a speaking gig and you weren't ready. It's really the day-to-day -day things that you in your own mind say, you know, I'm, I'm not good enough at that, or I can't do that, or I don't, I don't deserve that. Yeah. I should, you know, I shouldn't be here. You, that's where this conversation, I believe you are taking them through. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's overcoming this poverty mindset that we have, not just within a, what we should get paid sort of way, but what we should have, what we deserve. And, you know, there is so much value in what chiropractors do and what we have the chance to do if we would just be who we want to be. I mean, it, it, it drives me nuts because I work in a hospital and I get to work with some pretty dang smart people um, and of all specialties. And for a long time, I just told myself, you know, ah, why am I sitting next to like pain management, right? Like I'm sitting next to a neurologist, a rheumatologist and, and this super cool physiologist, like a uh, 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 physiatrist. Right. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, this doesn't make sense. And then you start to have these conversations about like, well, well tell me what you do. And, you know, you get to tell them about all of the great things that you do and the way that you're able to conservatively manage pain, that you get this great chance to connect with patients on multiple visits, that you're able to manage their care uh, all the time. And, and every single one of them are like, we've been needing someone like you for a long time. Yep. And it was the first time that I was like, wait, what? Like, we can't do that. We can't yep. possibly manage a patient the way you do. You get to see them how many times a week? You know, I'm like, eh, in acute phase care, anywhere from two to three, depending on severity. And they're like, I can't see a patient for a follow up for any less than two months. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, holy crud, like, we deserve to be a part of this healthcare model. And, and so, it's, it's just, it's wild. Whoa, whoa, I, I, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you, whoa, 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 whoa. The patients deserve. 
right. for us to be part of this healthcare model. Absolutely. You Absolutely. watch you watch your intent there, doctor. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true though. I mean, I think a lot of times people forget that the chiropractor is is so impactful with what we do. It, it's funny. I have patients that are like, oh, I'm on my second, third injection and it's not doing anything. It's nowhere near like my first. I'm already, you know, tried hydrocodone. I've already done the muscle relaxers. I don't have anything else, any other option except for surgery. We've done, you know, all of the things. And it's just like, you kind of like, all right, well, we'll try what we try. I'll do what I do and see what happens. And two weeks later, they're like, what did you do? Like, I mean, I feel great. I haven't felt this way in a long time. I'm like, sometimes I, I, I think I'm still new enough that sometimes I like look down at my hands and I'm like, what in the world? You know, like, I'm like, it makes, sometimes it's just like, I, I forget how, sometimes I think that people that are practicing for a long time kind of forget that feeling of like, whoa, I'm not saying we're magicians, but man, sometimes I'm like, am I? I don't even think I did anything. You do. No, you do. You you know what I mean? Yeah, you forget. Totally. You forget. You forget. And you're just like, dang, you know, I, I love this and the patient loved this. And so I think that's the biggest thing for sure when it comes to imposter syndrome is I think chiropractors graduate with already a good, healthy dose of it, unless they're on TikTok. And it's just recognizing that's not a bad thing, but you don't want to let that limit you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to make fun of all the TikTok people. It's just you there's know. some good ones. I want to give a shout out to he was he was in my class at Cleveland, which I'm gonna definitely start posting some of his videos, and he's probably not gonna be all too happy that I'm sharing all these things. But he, Dr. Ryan Grenier, who practices out of Wichita, Kansas, he was a Cleveland grad with me. He does really great, tasteful videos that are always on trend which that's talent to be able to do this on trend as fast as the trends move. And I want to show people some really great, great examples of really awesome TikToks. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to show people these Brian Grenier ones because he's been scoping under the radar this whole time. And I've been silently appreciating him, but I'm going to have to put him on blast a little bit because he's doing it really well, really, really well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I'm just trying to think of other imposter syndrome situations. There's been so many, you know, there was in my uh, public charity fraternity, I'm the president. And, uh, but before I was a new medical doctor came into the fraternity and everyone's introducing themselves to everyone. And he's a hospitalist. So they're the hospitalists are the ones that uh, if, if people don't know, like when somebody's admitted to the hospital and they're done with whatever their procedures, they go back to their bed. Uh, the hospitalist is the one that basically keeps them alive <laughs> mm-hmm. until the, until discharge, you know? Yeah. yeah so he's, yeah. he's got some big responsibilities and they're big, like life, life, uh, you know, life is on the line type of responsibilities, you know, and introduce someone, introduce someone, I'm a chiropractor, whatever. And literally the first thing out of this dude's mouth is, oh, I don't like those people. Yeah. That's the exact, yeah. that's not paraphrasing. 
That is his exact quote to my face. <laughs> He's like a little, you know, new doctor, like 32 or 34. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, you know, like, well, that's interesting. Like, okay, whatever. It's gonna be like that. And then uh met his his spouse and and she gets to know me and, she, and she's like, wow, this, you know, like I'm not tooting my own horn, but she's like, this guy's really interesting. He's got interesting things to say. You know, we're we're in a room with some buddy duddies, you know, and I had yeah. actually interesting things to say. Well, yeah, because I a host of like world famous podcasts. Of course I have interesting things to say. Like <laughs> all all eight people that listen to this would would agree with that. <laughs> and so she goes to her husband, like thinking that maybe he hasn't met me yet like you gotta meet this guy he's a chiropractor you know like and like we, we're both like we already met <laughs> oh that's amazing and she's like well what's the issue here and i go he doesn't like chiropractors he doesn't you know respect what we do now younger me would have been like oh no he doesn't like me well he's right you know because he's a doctor blah 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 I'm a chiropractor. No, yeah i laid it down just like you did i laid down exactly what value we have and why he might not appreciate our value based on his view of what medicine is his view of medicine is keep these people who almost died alive at all costs mm-hmm. i get that and i i showed him that i get that that's very important his, his basically his take was chiropractors really don't do anything like like we don't have any responsibilities to keep people alive, essentially. So we're not really doing. So we're not, yeah, healthcare yeah. wise. Yeah. And it's not my, res- and we don't really. Like, I don't want to own that field. You can have that field. Like if, if somebody has cancer, we don't do anything about it. Uh huh. That was kind of his take, and I'm and I'm trying to make him understand that it's not my responsibility to do anything if somebody has cancer. My responsibility is if no one else has ever recognized it to recognize it. And then make sure they get to the most qualified people to take care of it, like your colleagues, sir, type of thing. And yeah. uh, I think he got it. Um, if I didn't stand up for myself and say I'm not worthy of standing up to this guy, it wouldn't have happened. Eventually, I became the president of this charity. He's sort of like the third or fourth in the chair. Uh-huh. And I'm doing my thing. So I don't have the imposter syndrome about being president of the charity. I'm doing my thing. And uh, my dad used to say, I shit you not. I, I am not lying when I say that guy eventually had to come up to me and he had the humility to eat the crow and say, I was, you know, I, I judged you as a person. Now that I know you, respect you, uh, and you, you do a fantastic job for our organization as a leader, you're doing great. And it's like, you know, younger me would have been like awashed in pride me that's gone through a life of getting the imposter syndrome and kicked in the teeth and all that is like yes you're right <laughs> yeah yeah this is what yeah. it is yeah and and people need to just go through the experiences they need to be uncomfortable and then say yes and they will they will feel victory and hopefully uh they watch your presentation they get motivated to do what you're encouraging them to do through the presentation and they come out ahead of ahead of a schedule, and this is the difference between previous you and you now. Mm-hmm. And this is the evolution of, of most, I think, leaders in our profession. Previous Absolutely. you, previous you still had all the same energy. You still wanted to make it like all those foundations are there. The only difference is now you have the experience to to show people what kind of works to be successful. Yeah. 
before it was, yeah. I want to be successful and I will be successful drive. And then there has been challenges along the way. Yeah. Overcoming the challenges and then victories. And now you can look back to people and say, if you go this route, you will win. If you go this yeah. other route, you will not win. You're not any different. You're just stronger. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, and, I'm, and I'm proud of you. You're my colleague. Even, I mean, it's, it's always weird to say, like, you were a student and now you're not. Yeah, I know. And, and now you're not even a young doctor. Now you're a doctor doctor. You're all seasoned, great. seasoned and grizzled. And, um, and you're doing great. And I'm proud of you. And I'm, I'm really proud that when our leadership team elected you to do this, there wasn't any hesitation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I, well, would, I think both of us would like to extend that to our, uh, our entire FTCA community. We often, we often invite people, anyone to step up and present in our virtual summits if they have something to talk about. Uh, present in webinars, uh, pass on any piece of information they possibly can. And you and I both know how reticent people are to step mm -hmm. out of the shadows and contribute. Yeah. Or yeah. Particularly the female doctors. Oh, we're going to get all up in that when we, when, in this presentation, Fantastic. we're going to get all up in that sauce. So that's great. That's great. So that, once, yeah, absolutely. Once again, everyone can register at forwardthinkingchiro.com. Um, there's a little link for the virtual summit. Um, and it's it's free to just attend. So there's no cost to attend. Um, but if you want to upgrade and get the bonuses that come along with upgrades, there's there's uh, upgrade options too. And those help keep our lights on, basically. So uh, that's October 8th and 9th. So please do register if you're getting this on time for the virtual summit. And this is a weird podcast because this isn't one of those where it's like, hey, thanks for talking guests. Now, do you have something you want to sell everybody or a website they can go to? Uh, because your website kind of is. It's the same website you got. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have any, I don't know, like maybe you do have something you're launching or promoting or now, like, you know. Uh... The extra forward thinking Cairo alliance right 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 Part um, due. <laughs> i always just i always come back to saying i don't have anything myself i'm still a very much a learner a grower a person who's still absorbing from all of my mentors including bobby um all the time so nothing for me to promote except for to advocate for supporting something within the chiropractic profession and our progress whether you're contributing to your state associations the aca pack becoming an aca member becoming an ftca member it just it isn't a crazy financial um, burden to be an FTCA member. I believe our annual fee is $79, just pretty phenomenal in comparison with other places. But for us to do the things that we want to do, whether it's from an ACA standpoint, state association or FTCA, you know, we had like money makes the world go around in some ways. And I promise you, Bobby knows this all too well. It is not like uh, as a volunteer for the um, ACA and things like in the state associations, I am not, we are not taking home 
anything crazy or profiting um, massive amounts. It just is really going towards us being able to do what we do. So that's my promotion. It's just advocating for, for you to become members of things that you feel are important. And chiropractic should be kind of one of those things that is in your heart and just in your soul. Do what you can. If you're not the type to be a leader or want to volunteer your time, do what you can monetarily and help us get what we want. There's some really cool things on the horizons for all the groups that I'm involved in. And we got, unfortunately, I hate to make that plug, but we need some of that little juice to get us there. So become a member where you can. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, just stand, stand up, like stand for something. Just, it doesn't matter. I don't, at this point in my life, I don't care where you stand, stand for something. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much for your time, Dr. Ta. What do your patients call you? They call you Dr. Mai. They call, they just call you Mai. You know, it goes anywhere from Dr. Mai to Maya to May. Ta, uh, you know, Tay, Dr. Tay. At this point, you know, most of my patients, uh, they have their own little nicknames for me. So it doesn't matter what you call me, just call me. Hey, yeah, no, yeah, just call me. Just call me. <laughs> All right, boss. I'll talk to you later. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. Bye.